Kitty Flanagan, have you heard of Lenny FM? Uh, no, I haven't, Dave. I have not heard of Lenny.FM. So what I would like you to do, if you could, is could you mansplain it for me? Okay. Well, it, it, Courtney, who's our producer, and some friends have created this app where you go and you sign up and you pay $4 a month and then you choose what podcast that money goes to. Right. So if you want to go on and choose... It doesn't matter. You can choose Smartless. I mean, I don't think they need the money. Uh, the Junkies, um, the Dum Dum Club, and Will Anderson's podcast, and then they get a dollar each a month. So that's but Courtney what, doesn't produce those podcasts. No, but no, but the app sends the money to the right. different people. That's how it works. What? To, so, to, so what? He's just doing a charity for podcast people. <laughs> hey, I believe that's how it works. Is it? It's not just the ones that he produces. That nope. would make more sense. Regular podcast listeners, support your favourite shows by, I'm reading this, going to Lenny.fm. Show your appreciation and help them make great more episodes. Yeah, no, that's that's what you do. Okay. Yeah, just have a look. I don't want to push people or anything, but if you were going to give $4, like, wouldn't you give it to us? Yeah, just give it all to us. <laughs> so, you know, food for Sarge, uh, oh, no, lollies. You only, you only get $1 of that $4. Yeah, but you could probably just put it all into one thing. Your top four podcasts get a split of your monthly payment. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, mm. Dave. I'm not sure you've cleared it up for no, me. No, I'm not very good. But if you go to Lenny.fm, it'll I'm sure it'll all. explain it'll it. Absolutely it. Will explain it absolutely will explain it all. It'll explain how you can yep. give your money exactly. to someone. Support podcast. Hello, welcome to the Junkies. I'm Dave O'Neill. Oh, she's not here. Kitty's not here. No, we're uh, on uh, breaks. Uh, I'm down the beach. She's up the beach, I believe. I'm down the beach. She's up the beach, I think. I don't. I actually don't know her whereabouts, to be honest. So we don't have an episode today, but what we do have is the origin story because um, people don't know. Well, maybe they do. Uh, how did myself and Kitty Flanagan start the Junkies? Well, it was on another podcast called The Debrief, which is one I do where I drive to a gig with comics. Uh, we have a chat on the way down, and then we do the gig, and then we drive back, and we have another chat. What a brilliant idea. Um, look, it's been a bit sporadic lately because of COVID and gigs haven't been happening. But this was a few years ago. We drove down to Lawn, which is a beautiful beach resort on the west coast of uh, Melbourne. We did the pub. Myself, Brad Oaks, another comic, and Kitty. And on the way down, she said, I want to be on your dumb podcast, all right? I'm just going to sit in the back. I went, yeah, it's all right. It's cool. Anyway, she didn't say much on the way down. And uh, then on the way back, we stopped at a service station. She put some snack food. Oh, my God. It just erupted. And she, she, you know, she just came out of her shell. And just, I didn't know she was such a junk food fiend. I had no idea. Looking at her, I, you wouldn't think so. Looking at me, yeah, you'd think so. Um, so anyway, we, we had a great conversation. You'll hear it in a second. And then we decided to do a podcast. So this is the spark that started the Junkies podcast. So have a listen. And normal service will be resumed soon. We'll have a brand new episode soon. I, I don't know when. Because as I said, we're both away. Look, I mean, it's what, it's mid-January now. We'll be back. Okay, and stay safe. Try not to get the spicy cough. And if you do, just uh, have a listen to uh, the junkies. That'll uh, get some good, get some lollies will make you feel better. Don't worry about invertiment or whatever it's called. Get some bloody salt and sugar into you. I reckon that's, the, that's how Trump got better. 
He was just snacking away. Anyway, we'll see you soon. Gilligan's Island now, it's like, oh. 
They've got to keep her on the island while the show ends. But you know, as I say to my wife, but they've got some really good ideas. You should watch these shows. They're pretty. <laughs> I say that to stir people up. But um, but you know, stir. Oh, I love it. I love. I love. Um, I love Peggy. I think she's amazing. I love their outfits. I love their outfits. But I love. Um, I love the bad dude, the fiend, Ray fiend. Is Ray? No, it's his brother. It's Joseph. Joseph. I love him. I'm, I'm just here as the fact checker in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all right. No, I, I, I like the fact that you're a Handmaid's Tale fan because we got a, a fact checker in the back and a name checker in the front. Um, Dana Reed, what a, what a great human as well. Anyway, she 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 um, directed the one where Offer gives birth, which is a great episode. And I turned to my wife and I said, "That was directed by a woman." Dana Reed names come up. I'm like, "Oh my god, she's from Full Frontal." Yeah. But she was a performer. Yeah. Jamal, Jamal, yeah. Ah, well, well, which is kicked on anyway. Yeah, it's a new. The only thing I can remember the, your stuff on Full Frontal, Kitty, because <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Apart from the great Nettie show sketches, the Nettie show with Julia. Anyway, you did those ones with Sean McCaleb, where you were, you played a small, a teenage boy, and he was an old lady. I played Garnamy Casper. Is that his name? Yep. And you wanted to stab people. And, Garnaby Casper was based on the bully at my own school. Really? Yeah, he was the bully in my in my brother's year. Oh. Yeah, and so that was a real name. I wouldn't be allowed to do that now. Wow. <laughs> that was his real name. It was such a good name, though. I just couldn't. Sounds like it made up. Garnaby Casper. Garnaby Casper. What a great name. was a bully. And the other bully in my sister's year was called Bart Bogan. <laughs> real name. Wow. That you did one in the cinema, I remember. I think that's the only one we did. Oh, that's take. the only one. It didn't take off. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it would be a regular character, but it didn't take off. Garnaby Casper. Garnaby Casper. And and Sean, well, Sean was, was in drag playing my grandma. Yes, don't Garnaby. <laughs> don't Garnaby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we should pause now while people rush to their computers YouTube. and try and YouTube no, there's that. No, there's not a lot of full frontal on there. No, I don't there's know. no evidence. But I mean, Sean loved working with you, didn't he? He loved you. He loved. He loved you. Oh, well, the other one we used to do was um, remember Lionel Morning Tea with Lionel. Oh, that's right. And I was uh, Elsie Frond from the Slaughterman's Arms Hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'd always yeah. be there talking about what was coming up. Oh, that's right. Like a, a Bogan kind of character. Sort of? No. I, I'd love to say she was broken. I think maybe she was a bit more special needs. Oh, oh that's right. Many, well, that's not true. That's not true. She was just simple folk. How many seasons did you do? One and a half. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's enough, isn't it? It's very... Uh, it's a big churn factor, actually. I wrote on episodes. Yeah, but... And then I, I made my appearance as the fat loser. In fact, you were the you were in the sketch with me, Kitty. Was I? Yes, you delivered the punchline because all the cast refused to do it. They couldn't, <laughs> get, uh, they couldn't get a fat guy to do it. And so Doug, the head writer, goes, "Can you play?" The-? I'm like, "Yeah, I'll be in it." And so I walk into a gym and I go, "I'm here for my assessment." And you look me up and down and you go, "You're a fat loser." <laughs> wow. Gold. And then. Doug, oh. Doug, the head writer guy, loved it so much that he wrote a series of fat loser sketches. Oh, no. And I wore the same red striped top. Oh, I do remember now that you say the striped top. And then it culminated in a fat loser song. Oh. You're a fat... And, and I still swear, people occasionally go to me, oh, full frontal, the fat loser. What's, yeah. it, what's, what's the one I did with you? 
Well, that was that was Banishaw. No, Eric Banishaw. Oh, where I go into a high and mighty. And I was the fatter loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. And, and Eric's hanging shit on me about being fat. I reckon that ruined my degree. <laughs> I really, oh. I really, I really think that went off me. Really? It was good fun. Oh, those were the days. Yeah, I feel frontal. Uh, that was my first job, though. That was your first TV. What was your first, second? First TV job, and I just wish that I'd known how fun all those people were, and how what an extraordinary show it was to work on. Because yeah. I just thought, because it was my first show, that all TV shows would be like that. Yeah. Oh, so you enjoyed it? Uh, everyone was so nice, and everyone just like you know wanted to kind of do the like we had to turn out an hour a week. That's a big churn. Yeah. So, you know, everyone was just like, whatever you can to make the sketch funny, just do it. 42 minutes. And then I worked in the UK. Yeah. Oh, you did the sketch show? And just, you know, it just wasn't... Was it fun? No, and also not, you, not like, like Frontal. Full Frontal, there was like people, and I know you're still in contact with Glenn Butcher, you still work with him. Yeah. He was a great guy. John Walker was a oh, great guy. So many good people on that show. Yeah. Eric, Sean. Eric, Sean, loads of people. You did write for Full Frontal? Yeah, for a little bit. You yeah. ran Full Frontal. Yeah, well, we, well, I was in the writer's room. You yeah. wrote for it. Yeah. Well, I, I eventually became one of the head writers. Oh, on yeah. Tool. You're a tool That's right. I achieved, that was my dream, Kitty. When I got into comedy, I wanted to be the head writer on Fast Forward or Full Frontal. Yeah, right. And I achieved that dream. And um, to quote Lionel Richie, when you get to the top, there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> there's just people yelling at you. Well, I, I made the mistake. I wanted to do stand up on a hey hey, and I achieved that in five years. And I achieved it in three. There you go. And nowhere to go. Oh, that's right. Because you went to London. Because I don't know if I told you, I went to London a few years ago, and I caught up with Felicity Ward to do yeah. this very podcast. And she was doing a live radio BBC quiz with the woman who's in Ricky Gervais's shows, um, Kerry Golden. Kerry Godliman. Yes. And she asked, "How's?" She goes, when I started doing comedy here in London, there were two Australians that I really looked up to, Julia Morris and Kitty Flanagan. <laughs> wow. She was very funny too. Very funny. A couple of Sydney lasses. How long were you in London for, Kitty? Eight years. Oh, my God. What? I didn't realise it was that long. I know. I really should have become well-known. <laughs> <laughs> what was your... So you worked on the sketch show, which was with... Um, Oh, that's British comics. Lee Mack. Lee Mack. Yeah, Tim Vine. Tim Vine, the pun king. What was your third TV job when you came back to Australia? Then? Uh, well, I was given the project when I came back. Oh. You weren't on the Darren Sanders show. Come on, that's... She probably hasn't been on the Darren Sanders. I haven't been on the... Have you been on the Darren Sanders show? No, I was on I was scheduled, but I couldn't make it. Really? Couldn't fly myself to Sydney. Well, anyway, those project crosses were very popular, weren't they? Yeah, well, that was what kind of Broke made, me, made me able to tour. Because people had seen my face on the television finally. I'd seen you on the sketch show. That was broadcast here. Yeah, it was broadcast here. It wasn't broadcast in the UK. Really? Two episodes went to air, then it got pulled off because of the Iraq war. Oh, we were really? in, We were in a bad time slot. Ah. So, yeah, the first series that I wasn't in... Oh. One a BAFTA. Second series that I was in got axed. Oh. Only one thing. Only one thing changed between the two series. I joined, and oh, in all the publicity beforehand, I kept making jokes about. Well, I guess if this one goes downhill, we'll know what happened. And then what happened? And then that's what happened. Wow. God. Kiss of death. Yeah. Right. 
So you just hung around in England just doing stand-up then? Yeah. Because oh. it was just, there's just such a good circuit there. There's a big circuit, isn't there? Massive. Huge. And you don't have to be, like, well-known to earn good to money. good money, yeah. But did you like live in England? Yeah, I loved it. Oh, in London? Yeah, I loved it. Would you go back? I like cold weather. You like cold weather? Oh, yeah. oh No, I've really made this uh, podcast fascinating. I've, I've brought it down to weather. No. Within five minutes. This is fine. We've never been up this far. <laughs> this <is> fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we obviously haven't listened to our podcast. <laughs> well, it's not even ours. It's his. I'm normally well, sitting where you are. Yeah, Brent's always in the back making comments. Yeah. It's mainly about the weather. You know, ruining Hughes' career. Yeah, Hughes has been on this podcast a few times. Oh good. Yeah. But you're in a very good spot now in terms of your career. Yeah, really. It's going well. Yeah, yeah. Because once you sort of, you know, if people know you off the telly, then they'll come and see you in the regions, and that's what you want. You want people coming to see you in the regions. The regions. There's so many good art centres and theatres. Yes. And, and then, they, do you reckon they get a lot of comics coming out? No, they don't, and they really appreciate it when you come, and then. You don't even need to stay on the television if you're doing good shows. They they're such loyal audiences. They'll come back if you go back again, and so yeah, they're they're really loyal. But then you've got to develop new material. Yeah, you have to take a new show, obviously. And you have a really interesting way of doing. I remember you telling me once you go to Canberra and do a and you advertise it as like a whiteboard show or something. Yeah, yeah. I write all my ideas on the whiteboard, roll that out in front of just a small crowd, sixty or ninety people. And then we just go through my ideas on the whiteboard, and anything that's funny stays on. Anything that isn't funny gets wiped off. That's a really good wow. Although some nights I don't trust the audience, so I go, fuck you, I'm leaving that on. I reckon that's funny. I'll try that again tomorrow night. Three, three nights in a row it's got to go. Yeah, yeah, that's a good rule of three, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'd like to borrow that whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whiteboard's funny. But do, 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 do you ever go into old material when you do that, or no? You're very strict. You go, no, this is it. Well, I haven't, no. But it's yeah. a yeah. I probably should. No. I just panic that people have said, and also, what's the point? Like, I know it works, so it's kind of yeah. I always just want to do something that works just to relax people, which yeah. relaxes me. No. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's a good idea. It's pretty stupid. I was thinking of like, you know, not starting in the hole. But then again, you know, yeah, but I haven't really got very far. They know what they're. They do know what they're signing up for. Yeah, and like it's camera good audiences, aren't they? Well, it's more that they've just got the perfect um, size theatre. They've oh, got that really nice little courtyard theatre at the Canberra Theatre Centre. Right. You know, they've got three theatres there: yeah. ninety seats, five hundred seats, and a thousand seats. So it's just perfect. Goldilocks theatre. Yeah. <laughs> and they do a couple of weeks in Sydney somewhere as well. And then I do a couple of weeks on the um, Central Coast. So, yeah, I just kind of, wherever I can find a little 60, 90 seat Yeah, wow. Up. And you're working hard. Just do uh, Stratford. Yeah, we did Stratford upon Eve in Gippsland. It's about 90 seats. Which is a three-hour drive. you just got to go somewhere where there's enough people that you can work every night. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to be able to do two weeks in a row working every night. Well, Chris Rock, I read, used to, he, he would go to Florida and do... Not old people's home, but he said there was a lot of old people there in the crowd. And his theory was if it worked with them, it worked with anyone. Yeah, right. But see, we, it was an older crowd tonight, we all love an older crowd. 
I'm speaking for all of us because we're older. Yeah. Well, Brad's older than any of us. But... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've just been looking at your organs, both of you. Oh, wouldn't mind having to go on one of those kidneys. <laughs> it's very, it's very, um, oh, I love all the audiences. Oh, yeah, I do. But, you know, it's nice when everyone has the same reference points. Yes. Yeah. Although I, I think that can be fun too. That if you if you've got like both in a room, if you've got old oh, yeah. and young, I like your teenagers too. You know, like if, if you could be kind of explaining the subculture to one group and then explaining that back to the other, that, that's fun. I mean, yes, I, I I often get a young person versus an old person. That's my secret. Don't yeah. don't steal it. <laughs> when I do corporate gigs, I don't do that often. We'll cut that bit out. Do that, you don't want that going out of this. No, people still have Next thing I'll do, they'll think everyone will be doing it. Yeah. The youngest person in the oldest person. What, what if they just sat, they kind of strategically sat one old person, one young person next to each other? I love it. I love it. Oh, I would happily do that every time. Bring them along. Like giant puppets. Well, it kind of, it kind of helps too. You know, you're a, you're a dad. It's kind of like, I mean, I, I did hear Kitty tonight. I, I thought you made an excellent point when you said, well, I can talk about parenting because I'm, uh, to paraphrase, you haven't fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, I you know. I'm, All my ideals about parenting still solid. Yes. Yeah, you did. Well, you know, I had my child vomit today, so that was my teenager. Oh, that is the best, eh? After their second Milo milkshake. Yeah, uh, my shape. wife is quite Amish, so no computer games, no junk food. And, she, and often, and she doesn't leave me with the kids a lot by myself. <laughs> yeah, well, well, she goes to... You see why, you made one of them vomit. Well, she goes, I know it's going to involve sugar or computers or technology as soon as I walk out the door. <laughs> so they see me as an easy target. The kids, I'm like a... Um, what am I? I'm like an oasis. I'm like a... Like Ronald McDonald, I don't know what I am. I'm... <laughs> well, obviously you look. Soft. That's not the analogy I was. No, I felt it was a bit strong, but I panicked. Can you tell me where the fried chicken place is and why you wanted to go there well, so much? It's in a Smith Street, Collingwood. There's a few of them, and um, what's it called? A fat, which is I'm um, sure for fried and tasty. Right. It's because I've got a teenage boy and a teenage daughter and a ten-year-old. The teenage boy in particular, they get obsessed by t- takeaway food because <laughs> one of their mates goes there and says, "This is fried chicken place, right?" With Milo thick shakes, <laughs> and then I'm like, obviously looking at me, you can tell I love a thick shake and I love fried chicken. So I'm like, Fuck, "Yeah, let's go." But we Once make... you hear about something like that, though, does it just stay with you? Yes. Yeah, I'm the same. Like oh. if someone mentions that there's a new, like flavor of chip or something, I just can't stop thinking about oh. it. Like, until I've actually had it and gone, oh, yeah, that's disgusting. I don't need that again. Yeah. But I have to try it. Oh, yeah, I try every chocolate and bar. And ice cream flavours. Yeah, I love that stuff. Flavor. It's really and killing me how, how often they bring out new stuff now. It's like, yeah, well, they're, it's they're, like they're, they're doing yeah. it on purpose. Yeah, they're doing, like, every chocolate <laughs> bar gets turned into an ice cream these days. I know, and I have to try them all. Have you tasted anything lately that you've liked or really? I do like, I know this isn't an ice cream, but I do like the new mint Kit Kat. Oh. I think that was that was a good that was a good choice. See, sometimes they get it right. Yeah, that one's been a good one. Coffee, not so much. Well, you, you Coffee mentioned that guy in, that, in his survey said something about chocolate too. Freckles. I was talking about freckles. You can't buy freckles no, anymore. No, but then you said you mentioned some other chocolate was good. Some new chocolate. Oh, oh yeah. There's a new. Um, the guy in my local shop gave me some. There's a 
sample, uh, and it's called um, you're a mark. You're a tinted mark. Yeah, I'm a mark. It's called um, uh, caramel. Not caramel. Yes. Yeah, no good. Too sweet. Me, I don't like it. Mm. It does taste like condensed milk, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's too much like condensed milk. So you're a chocolate fan? Yeah. Milk chocolate only. Forget dark really? chocolate. That's a punishment. Dark chocolate. So what's oh. your go-to chocolate bar, Kitty? Uh, well, uh, I'm. I'm I've developed a real thing for mint chocolate at the moment, so yeah. I, I really like Hague's mint chocolate. Oh, um, those dots and those frogs that they do. Yeah. Buttons, yeah. buttons of frogs. I love their speckles as well. Oh, see, that's what I was talking about. Freckles, yeah. Hey, hey, trademark. Hey, we'll just call them speckles, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to a chocolate factory? No. Oh, I've been a few times. I did a gig for Cadbury, and the guy goes, do you want to come for a tour? I'm like, fuck, yeah. You know what else is surprisingly good, and you never think that it's going to be? Yes. Flake. Oh, flake. Surprisingly good. Yes. Yeah. It's annoying to eat, but you always go, God, yeah, why does this taste so nice? Flake is good. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm out. I'm really You're into chocolate. It's a too chorist. Stop the car. No, mate. I'm cheerfully chowed out of a bag of salt. But then don't you get on the salt and sweet roundabout? Yeah, that's the best thing. Salty chips, and then you go, oh, I need something sweet. You eat enough chocolate too, you need something salty again. Okay, then what's your favourite chip? Savory thing. Uh, um, look, I really do like salt and vinegar chips, yeah, but they, oh, but yeah. they just, I eat so many that they make my mouth pucker. Yeah. Oh. And you know what else I like? I really like Cheetos. Oh, oh. Have you had Cheetos lately? No. Well, buy a bag because they've become huge. Oh, really? They've, they've actually got bigger and not smaller. Yes. The Cheeto is now enormous, and at first I was thrown by it. <laughs> And now I'm now I just buy them. And go. I'm really enjoying this larger size Cheeto. I have to, I have to buy them. Oh. Like you need at least three bites on one Cheeto. You can't push the whole thing into your mouth. Oh uh, yeah, I love my my, some, my youngest son loves cheese also. Occasionally, when mummy's not around, we have some. Uh, <laughs> but I think maybe that's why my son vomited because he did drink one thick chocolate, then he drank his brother's half one. And I think because and then he was like walking outside. And we were all laughing at him. We thought he was putting it on because oh. he looked like a—he kept grabbing the wall and groaning. We're like, oh, <laughs> like a cartoon. Yeah, like a cartoon. <laughs> like, you know what? How much he, chicken did he have? What sort no, of chicken did he have? Fried chicken, just pieces. How just many? Not, yeah, that's a good question. Three, two or three. Yeah, his brothers. Why you weren't looking at them? Chips too. Do we have any in real estate? Oh, chips oh. as well. But he's a 16, this was a 16 year old too. Yeah, that's true. And then we got in the car and he goes, I'm going to vomit. And he vomited in the gutter. But it was more like a milkshake vomit. There was no. You know, he hung on for chicken. Yeah, I reckon. And then we, we drove off and we came to the intersection. He says, I'm going to vomit again. I went, oh, hang on, I'll pull over. Then I went, <laughs> accidentally went through a red light. We got pulled over by the cops. And then, I was, and then the cops said, Why? Have you been sitting straight away to me? Have you been drinking? No, he's been vomiting though. And then the cop questioned him. He did actually go on. We weren't allowed to have um, Kentucky Fried Chicken when we were kids because our mum was a bit like your partner, a bit Amish. Yeah. And we just weren't allowed to have Kentucky Fried Chicken. She just drew the line and said, no, there'll be no KFC. And then she went away for a week and we just badgered my dad until he bought us Kentucky Fried Chicken. See, this is the thing, Dad's are an easy target. All three kids were sick that night. Yeah. We all threw word. up. <laughs> what a great word, badgered, though, isn't it? It's a lovely word. Dad, can we just get KFC? Please, 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 can we get it? And Mum used to always say, it'll make you sick, and three of us, sick from KFC. I reckon that's what I'm going to now. Mum, Karen will be like, you know what happened after you left? 
<laughs> Imagine though, if, if and then because I, I was so scared, sorry to tell her, and the kids are like, "Are we going to tell mummy?" Yeah, well, we've got to tell her. I said, "But tell her in front of Nan, because Betty, my mother, will stay with us, because she'll laugh her head off, and that'll distract." <laughs> Which they did. Maybe that was an elaborate plan between your parents, Kitty. Your mum went away, and they said, "Well, I'll give them KFC, but we'll put something in it, so they'll never have it again." I think I think Dad was just as excited. Dad was probably sick too. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, just in terms of junk food, there's a place in Easy Street opposite. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With the trams on the roof. With the, the railway carriages on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a hamburger there. I went there with Tommy Little. I had a hamburger. What was it like? Like a name drop for a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing. I had a hamburger with. Kitty knows more famous people than us. She's not dropped one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too busy talking about chocolate bars and food. Well, you keep saying kitty. Anyway, so you're name dropping. Anyway, um, it had a potato cake and a dim sim in it as well. Oh, that's very good. Had to be done. Had to be done. Oh, yuck. And was it all right? Yeah, it was okay. Oh, Tony Little looks like he doesn't eat junk food. Yeah, well, you know. Young man, I suppose. He's kind of blessed. Have you found any other comics that like... I mean, do you eat chocolate every day, uh, yeah, because I live by myself. Yeah. If I lived with someone, I would be so much more health conscious because there'd be someone there to judge. Yeah, how much, like my partner. How much crap I eat? Well, I just I just eat behind the cupboard. It's, <laughs> it's really dangerous living by yourself. Oh, I can imagine it. Like you know what biscuits I'm really into at the moment? Monte Carlo's. Oh. They're just they're such a good dipping into tea biscuit. What about Kingston's? Uh, I'm, I used to be a fan. Not, I'm, I'm not into the. You know, there's a crunchy granular sugar in the biscuit. Yes. I've, I've gone off it too sweet. You know, what? it's interesting because you know most biscuits that we eat are all pre-war or around the war. There've been no new biscuits except for the Kingston that has lasted. What's your record on Monte really? Carlo? Well, you, know, you think about chocolate ripple, Monte Carlo, all those cream biscuits. They're all around war times. So. Yeah, you're right. The Kingston is new. I remember when it came out. I got so obsessed, I looked them all up. <laughs> <laughs> what about the bourbon cream? Do you ever go those? Oh, that's a weird one. What that's a very old one? The orange, the orange slice. Yeah. That's always last to go. What's your record on Monte Carlo's? Uh, this afternoon, I had lunch. I thought, that's done me nicely. Lunch, I don't need anything else. Then I went, might just make a cup of tea. Then I remembered I'd bought some Monte Carlo's and went, I'll just open those and have six. Oh, there's a lot of biscuits because they're a double biscuit. Uh, and how do you feel about the trick when you go to a cafe and they've got their own version? Do you ever try? No. No. No, good. No, I need the processed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Anyway, you're on the debrief. Dave O'Neill, <laughs> keep fighting it. We're talking biscuits, Brad Oaks. In terms of the biscuit hour. We can talk about it. We should. Okay, well, let, I'll do my questions. I'll do these questions every time, Kitty. Alright. What went. What, what went well tonight and why? What went well? Yeah, what went well? In the gear. You know. oh, what um, material do you feel that you connected with them there, Kitty? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, they, they felt like they were my people tonight. They were your people. Like, I started off with a Sex and the City reference, they and they were all in, oh, so, you know, it's you're, fine. You're actually cool, very good with voices. <laughs> I never thought, yeah, you've got quite a good mimic. Have you always been... I, I always do 
like in my shows, there's always lots of voices. Yeah, it's good. Which I never really realised until, yeah, someone else pointed it out to me and said, you do heaps of voices. I went, yeah, I do. But it's mostly just because in my storytelling, I just am saying, and this person said this, and I just do that person yeah. talking. So I, lo- I love a voice. I'm story. not doing, like, impressions or anything. No, no, you're not doing. Here's my trunk. No. <laughs> Samantha was good for Sex and the City. Um, well, what didn't go well? Me. Uh, <laughs> 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 I lost my best gig ever. You know, after 30 years in the business, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just, I think that um, the light was wrong. The light? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's true. That's I had the, next, the light move. That's the next question. What organisational hazards got in the way? It's fair to say the light. <laughs> uh, you know, I love a mic stand. Yeah, I know, but there was no mic stand. I tell you what didn't do well, which was interesting for me. What? Um, my rules. Too clunky. Segway into the rules, too clunky. Oh. Not going to work. Didn't think it worked. I didn't notice that. I was watching. Yeah. I bailed on them too. I had a whole bunch and I, was, I bailed after two. Do you put a lot of weight in segways? That's a good question, Brad. Thank God you're here. I, uh, yeah, well, I, I don't. You know, I, I just... Uh, you just go straight into it? Well, I, th- I think that, well, if it pays off, then the job's done. You know, it, I, I kind of feel like it's a little bit... Um, you know, I find it a little bit old-worldy, old you know? I think because all my shows usually, like if I do, like, a touring show, they're kind of just... It's like one bit leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next, because that's the only way I can ever remember it. Yeah. So I always put it together so it does have a kind of a... A theme? Not, not, not so a much theme, a theme, no. but just like each bit, it, at least in my mind, comes off the back of another bit. But in every single show I do, there's always one really clunky gear change that I can never manage to get rid of and it annoys me for the yeah. entire run of the tour. I always go, oh, fuck, here we go. Here's the clunky gear change yeah. into this. Uh-huh. So, what's up with hats? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Everything else seamless. You never notice that I've changed topics, but there's always one, and that's what I felt like I did tonight. I felt like it was all going along. It all seemed to be making sense. That this follows this, follows this, and then I just went, oh, "Hang on, just going to turn left really quickly." I don't think they noticed though. I think only you'd notice. Yeah, that. maybe. Yeah. I reckon you, you're you're a perfectionist. You might be. I don't know if I'm a perfectionist, just a self-loather. Oh, self-loathing. Uh, yeah. Do you, so, do you find it hard to watch yourself? Or yes. Hate it. So you don't sit there and watch your stand up. No, and I probably should, but uh, that's why um that's why we still haven't you know got it out there because I refuse to watch the. Oh, you won't. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Yet. I, I, ha- I know I have to, but I just. I don't think it, it, I don't if you don't like watching yourself. I don't think you learn anything when you do watch yourself because you just sit there hate hating. No, I think yourself. you do learn stuff. I wish I would. I think you force do. Force myself. Stuff. I think you really I can learn. listen to myself, but I can't watch myself. No, I think it's. I, I wish I could do it more because I find I do find it quite. Well, I said to people, one thing you can do is if you can film people watching you and listen and watch them. That's a, a luxury you don't get people on stage. You can't look at everyone at once. Yeah. No, that's because you're too busy finding the one person who isn't laughing at you. Yeah, do you watch, focusing on them. Do you watch yourself when you're on? Have you been paying attention? 
Uh, I will watch it back a few days later. I can't watch the actual. Are you just interested to see what was kept in it? Yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. To, I have to see what made it. Same here. Oh Same no, here. It's, it's it's fully live. Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course it is. Well, I mean, you know they play the repeat on Friday. Yeah, the repeat on Friday. I can watch no. it by Friday, but I can't watch it on the night. Yeah, but like when I went on, <laughs> I've been on the show once, and it was a glorious time. Kenny's been on about a hundred times, and um, when I, when I went on Kenny Malloy the radio show, they're like, "Oh, you got to pretend that it's live tonight." And then I go on Ed Cavalier's show just down the corridor. He's like, "No, we don't pretend it's live." No, no, everyone knows it's filmed on Sunday, and it's because um. We all need to be edited to save anyone being yeah, sued for defamation. Exactly, because people do so. People say stuff in the studio like, "Oh, that's not really going to get on." That's, there's no way, no way. Because Sam Payne was telling me last week there was a question about Ivan Lane. Oh, the, the like, question was, "What serial, what's the Australian serial killer died this week?" And Sam buzzed in and said, "The late great <laughs> Ivan Malat." And then doubled down and went. Farley Malat yeah. gone too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, didn't make didn't it to make air. It to air. <laughs> yes. The Pangster. Oh, man. Anyway, it's a funny show. Oh, we, we, we love it. We love it, right? All right, well, we got to wrap it up. Brad, got anything else to say? No, uh, other I than, think, uh, you know, I've learned something. Kitty said she wasn't going to say anything, but she said a bit, which was good. Yeah, so I really got into the food talk. Yeah, the food talk, we do. Oh, I love food. Look and what milk. about flavoured milk? Where are you on that? Oh, yeah. Again, I love a milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you love a milkshake? I do. Okay. And it's killing me how many flavoured milks they're bringing out now, I too. Know. They're bringing out um, biscuit flavoured <laughs> milks. Iced Vovo milk. I, I saw that the other day. What's your favourite flavour in milk? They've got this really good one now, a salted caramel one. I've seen that, yeah. It's really good. And also, better one, salted chocolate. Salted so, chocolate, I I wouldn't have picked it, but it's the best. If you were to um, get a milkshake, though, are you a fan of this milkshake? Like a good milkshake? Yeah, love a milkshake. So what's the flavour there, though? Because they don't have a lot of those trendy flavours these days. I mean, just well, milk. you can't go past chocolate, but I always say, can you put one less pump of the um, syrup in? Oh, my God. I don't like it too sweet. I don't like it too sweet. I like it weak as well. Yeah, just one less pump of the chocolate syrup. Well, I'm a banana man. I love banana milkshakes. Oh, a banana? I've never had one. Oh, Does it taste like lolly banana? Yes. Oh, my favourite lolly. Bananas. Love a lolly banana. Oh. So I buy those retro party mix things just for the lolly bananas oh. and throw the rest out. I love. I was always bought some then. <laughs> well, I did, I feel like oh. you're a lolly fiend. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to lollies. <laughs> right. Brad, you, you said nothing about milk. You had nothing that you never no, it's, it's disgusting. Exactly. You know, really, it's that's a great mandate. You said, "Don't drink weight." My cousin was really fat, and he all he had was big head containers in his. Car. <laughs> Don't drink weight. Um, okay, let's just move on to lollies. Yeah. What's your favourite lolly? Oh well, I, I love a lolly banana, and I really like a black cat as well. Ooh. I wish I wish I could get just packets of black cats. Yeah, they're often the last. My kids don't like them. They often leave them in the packets. And I reckon I can tell you a jelly bean colour. Like, I could do blind taste testing with jelly beans oh, and tell you uh, what colour they are. Especially those pharmacy jelly beans. Yeah, I was going to say they're healthy because they sell them in the chemist. <laughs> <laughs> if only we'd known that, so we could have done that as a blind yeah, we taste test. could have done a the test. Yeah. Fun. Next time. I love a red frog. They've started to sell small packets of red frogs at 7 Eleven. They're the best. 
They've got rid of the green frogs though, did you know yeah, that? No, They're no. gone. I, I quite like I preferd a red, but I liked a green for balance, I you know, the just green to one too. It, it was it. like a palette cleanser. You'd cut through the red with a green <laughs> so true. and then just top up with your reds again. I believe they're really fat, because you like lollies like I like lollies. <laughs> Are you vomiting or something? What's your secret? Are you no, on, I just that's a, yeah. exercise. Do you like bullets? I love bullets. I love bullets. Bullet. There was, you know, a little known fact, there was bullet flavoured Big M for a while, and it was called bullet flavoured Big M. Wow. Oh. Yeah. That's about the only way I'll, I'll ingest chocolate. Oh, yeah. I bought a Kit Kat, so we've got to finish the podcast so I can eat it now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've made you hungry. It's made me really hungry. I know, well, I'm just remembering that I've got Monte Carlo's when I get home. Yeah, thanks for the driving, Dave. Do no we have problem. to give you petrol money? Yeah, it's fifty dollars each. Okay. Just deposit my bank account by Monday, the man. And I get time to give you petrol money. That's all cool. Well, I'll switch my machine off then. Really nice. Alright, bye. Ooh, ooh, chuckle, chuckle.